I was deleting 24 Google Calendar placeholders one day and manually copy pasting new hire email addresses into the 17 ones we were going to keep. It was at least 30 minutes of hundreds of just mindless clicks. And I said, wait a minute, I'm going to figure out how to do it. So I looked at our Google Calendar integration, saw that I could both delete calendar events and add participants to calendar events. It worked so well. I took hundreds of clicks down to two clicks to complete those two actions, which is huge for me. And then I said, what else can I automate? So I just kept going from there. Don't conduct your analysis in isolation because data is so incredibly powerful. Not defending just the tribe, but defending the organization. Those creative people that you really want to keep empowered, keep excited, keep motivated, keep thinking. A good experience pays dividends down the line. Stereotypes tend to break down in proximity. Welcome to We're Only Human, a podcast about human resources, business, technology, and the workplace. My name is Ben Eubanks, your host, and I'm so glad you're here. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the conversation. We're so glad to have you here. I'm Ben Eubanks. I'm the Chief Research Officer at Lighthouse Research and Advisor, and it's my job to understand the tools, the technologies, the strategies that lead to high-performance HR and talent practices. And so it's a ton of fun for the self-professed data nerd in the room, and I love what I get to do. I am so excited, though, to have the opportunity, the pleasure, the privilege to spend some time with Ashley here, Ashley Preby brown We're going to understand more about what she has been up to over at Zapier, how she is helping the company to level up the onboarding approach and to create a massive impact on their people. Ashley, I can't talk to you highly enough. Go ahead and say hello and let everybody know more about who you are. Happy to be here today. I am Ashley. I'm the onboarding program manager at Zapier, where I've worked on onboarding for the last two and a half years. It's my job to make sure that new hires get the experience that we promised them during the hiring process when they join us at Zapier. So looking forward to sharing more about how we do that with y'all today. We didn't want this to be too high level and not actionable enough for you. So Ashley is going to open her playbook and share some very specific things with you about how they approach this, like tasks that they carry out, all those kind of things. So you get a really good set of insights from what they're doing there. For those of you that are not familiar with Zapier and what the company does. We're going to have Ashley talk about what Zapier is and how it works because it's a key part of this bigger conversation about how we can add some automation and personalization into the onboarding process. So we'll get into all those kind of things, especially how Ashley took on the reins and revamped the program for the benefit of all the people who have started there since then. So she's going to give us some step-by-step insights, things like that. And in addition to that, we'll also share some tips for virtual onboarding success. So before we get into the some of the conversation around onboarding specifically, Ashley, I want to ask you about Zapier. They're your employer, but they're also one of your go-to tools to help you with some of this stuff. So talk us through that a little bit and help us understand for people who aren't familiar what the company does. Sure. So Zapier is a tool that provides easy automation for individuals and also for businesses of any size. We have a platform with the largest network of staff partners in the industry, and we connect tons of essential apps that small businesses need to automate their tasks. So that could be things like lead management, sales processes, project management, and of course, onboarding. So a real life example here on the screen of how I use Zapier at Zapier is that when we make a hire in our recruiting system, it sends a message over to Zapier and then Zapier sends a message to Enboarder to launch that new hire in our onboarding workflow. So it's essentially a mechanism for connecting the different apps that you use and sharing information among them. 
So that's a great way to, to segue into this bigger conversation. And I'll tell you, for those of you out there, by the way, I had the, I have not met Ashley until this conversation, right? Prepping for this session for you today, but my lighthouse is a client of Zapier. And so we use the tools on a regular basis. And I was telling some, a new candidate last week was interviewing with us about, I said, Zapier is going to become your new best friend for helping you get some things done. So one of the things I'll tell you, if you haven't heard about the company or some of the details behind it, their big focus is on productivity and not just productivity in some vague sense, but actually automating those things we do on a regular basis. And you, you saw the example Ashley just laid out there for you. When someone gets triggered here, it goes to there. When this happens, that needs to happen next. And so we're going to hear some ideas and some examples around that today. Their team though, hundred percent remote, they're, they're onboarding people as we'll hear today who are not showing up in an office because we for many of you may, that may also be the case. And so you're trying to figure out how to, how do we create this onboarding experience that really connects people when they're not physically connected with us. And so we'll go through some of those kind of things and the examples we'll share. And they also people around the world. So you're getting this perspective of a global organization. This isn't Ashley and 10 of her buddies in, in some garage somewhere as a high tech company. This is a robust organization. They've got a lot of things going on. And so as we go through this, you'll, you'll get some real sense of that as we start diving into the actual workflows and the pieces that connect into it. And Zapier, excuse me, Zapier is designed for automation, for efficiency, for productivity, as I said, but the challenge at the company, again, pre-Ashley, we'll give them that credit, was that the onboarding program was not reflecting that. It did not reflect who they were as a company. And so then Ashley comes in and gets to put on her superhero cape or superheroine cape and save the day. So I'd love for you to talk about some of the things that you're running into when you came on board of the team and realized that, hey, we may need to actually start to solve for this because this is a challenge for us. Yeah, for sure. So when I started, we had a great onboarding program and we still have a great onboarding program. The content was really solid. New hires were giving us great feedback, but everything behind the scenes was manual. So we were manually launching people into our onboarding workflows manually scheduling them for onboarding sessions. We have tracks that we can run depending on the time zones of our incoming hires. So we were like deleting sessions we weren't going to use, adding people to sessions that we were going to use. We were moving data manually into our HRIS, keeping people's profiles up to date. You can imagine there's human error involved with that. We were manually finding new hire buddies. We record all of our onboarding calls. So we were manually uploading those Zoom recordings into Google Drive sending reminders. I was even manually creating a new hire email addresses for a little while there. It was just a very, it was a very click heavy process, very manual. So then you decide, wait a minute, let's be true to who we are as a company. One of your values is to be more efficient and more effective, I would imagine. And so talk about how that transition came about. Sure. So we have a value called don't be a robot, build the robot. <laughs> and as I was, <laughs> yeah, as a, it's my favorite value at Zapier, I was deleting 24 Google Calendar placeholders one day and manually copy pasting new hire email addresses into the 17 ones we were going to keep. It was at least 30 minutes of hundreds of just mindless clicks. And I said, wait a minute, I work at Zapier. Our tool can do this for me. I'm going to figure out how to do it. So I looked at our Google Calendar integration saw that I could both delete calendar events and add participants to calendar events, build a pair of zaps that would do both of those things for me. It worked so well. I took hundreds of clicks down to two clicks to complete those two actions, which is huge for me. And then I said, what else can I automate? So I just kept going from there. 
everything I listed earlier is automated to some degree at this point. So yeah, that's what the journey looked like to getting things more streamlined. But then you came to, okay, what about the actual onboarding program itself? So all these other things were happening outside in your own bubble. You've got those taken care of. Then you've got to figure out, okay, things have to happen in the system where we're keeping all of our employee information, things like that, right? Yes, absolutely. I had automated basically everything. And the main limitation was with our onboarding platform. So I started looking for something that would work with Zapier. Our previous platform had an API, but it wasn't letting me do the actions that I wanted to do. I wanted to be able to manually launch or not manually, automatically launch people into their onboarding workflows and then be able to access data within the workflow and update data within the workflow without having to do a bunch of clicking. So if something changes in my HRIS, let's say a new hire's manager changes to a different person, I just want that to automatically update in the system that I'm using. So we started looking and found Onboarder, which has a great API with lots of actions that I needed to take for my new hires. Also, Onboarder is really focused on the employee experience, which is what our onboarding is all about at Zapier. So it seemed like a great fit and has been a great fit. So you're living it out. You're not being a robot. You're building a robot and using that to help you get onboarding done a little bit better. Okay. So what I love about this in the next few minutes, you're going to give us some specific things. So out there, by the way, you can feel free to take screenshots of this, but we will be sending the recording later. So you'll have all the other contacts and stuff, but Ashley's going to walk us through some of their specific timeline activities, what they're doing, when they're doing it, what that looks like, other stakeholders in this, all those kind of things. Cause that's, I know for me in the past when I've had to redesign an onboarding process or try to add, change it somehow, that's the part that's hardest. Cause there's 50, 50 hands, cooks in the kitchen, hands in the pie, whatever the metaphor is I'm looking for there. There's all these things. Ashley, talk us through the pre-boarding journey, what that looks like and some of those kind of phases and things, please. Absolutely. All right. So we're looking at everything that happens from the time a new hire gets hired to the time they actually start with us. One of the earliest things that happens is we ask the direct manager to send a welcome message to their new hire. This is the best practice that we learned from Enboarder. And the module that we use for this is really cool. It has a text template that the direct manager can send to the new hire right from Enboarder. So we can, we, we give everyone a script for what they can say. They can edit it if they want to, but just makes it really convenient for the hiring manager. So they don't have to think about it. They could just send the message, say hello, welcome, congrats, their new hire. Can I ask you a question here? Of course. There are some managers who lean that way anyway. Hey, I've got someone new starting next week. I'm going to send them a hello and a welcome. And here's where you should be eating. And here's some suggestions on where to park or whatever the details are that the person may not be sure about. Or ask for Martha at the front desk because she'll help you think those kind of things in a, in a real office. But there are some managers who that's never going to cross their mind. That person shows up and say, oh, today, today's your first day. Oh, yeah. How does this fit into that bigger picture? Does it help all those managers be a little more on the same page, a little more consistent across the board? Does everybody get a little bit better at this? And it helps even those good ones to say, oh, I never tell them that. Would you talk about that just a little bit? Because I'm curious how that feels to be a manager at Zapier to get these kind of tools in your hand to help you do that better. Yeah, I've heard that it's helpful. I've gotten positive feedback about this from folks. I also can see, and Border has a dashboard where I can see the completion rates for all of these different modules. And our hiring manager completion rates have increased 10% in the last few months. That tells me people are interacting with these modules and using them the way that we've intended. I also haven't received any negative feedback, which is always good too. So I would say, yes, it's working. Folks are completing it consistently. 
So by the way, for those of you that are watching this, you're, I need a little legend here to tell you all this little things that are on the screen, little emojis and stuff. The little lightning bolt that you see is actually a zap where something's being fed into Zapier or inboarders is pushing, they're pushing information back or forth. So just a heads up when you see that, it's where information is going and Ashley isn't having to go do that herself. Thank goodness. And so talk about this step here in your process, Ashley. Yeah, absolutely. So this is a special module just for new folks on our support team. Support training is a very specialized onboarding track. And so this module is letting our support training team know that we have a new support teammate. Typically, we think onboarding takes about 90 days at Zapier. New support teammates take a full six months and they have a very like thoroughly scripted out training program that they go through. So this is what kicks that off for those folks. Okay, excellent. All right. Okay, this is the welcome sequence that we're looking at here. So this is the first contact that the onboarding team sends out to new hires. And it essentially builds some hype. Yay, you got hired at Zapier, congrats. And then asks them for some personal information that we need to fill out their profile in our HRIS. You see the little Zap icon there again. So we're collecting personal info, sending it to our HRIS. It's also, it's not just details like address and phone number and things like that. It's also some connected information. What's your dream vacation spot, favorite food, any pets, tell us about you. So it's a chance to connect with the new hire. Once we have that info, we're able to send them their swag as well. So we have a swag package that we send out at this point too. Can I ask what's in that swag kit? Like one or two examples of things? I'm always sure. curious. I see the pictures on LinkedIn yeah. about many companies and so I'm always curious. Absolutely. Zapier has some of the best swag I have seen. The current kit includes a sweatsuit, like a full sweatsuit. Oh. A lot of places do hoodies. We do a hoodie and sweatpants. <laughs> Favorite sweatpants. They're great. And normal stuff like a sticker. Oh, socks, bright orange socks. What's oh, in I love that. If you're going to work in your sweats, might as well work in your zap sweats, right? So absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> I wear them all the time. I heard someone talk about using getting sweats or like loungewear or something like that a year ago. And I said, that's, I never heard of that. Anybody say that until that person, and then you're the second person who said it. But thinking that, especially now when you get to wear things like that, you might as well be representing, representing the company well and all those kind of things. So that's fine. All right. So yeah. part of the onboarding piece is not just getting your stuff, but how you actually ramp up to full productivity as a new person. So talk about what that looks like at Zapier. Sure. So two weeks before a new hire starts at Zapier, we asked their direct manager to start thinking about where that new hire needs to be at day 90 and then planning for that. We actually have a special template that we send to every hiring manager that helps them think through that full process and work backwards from day 90 back through day one and then make basically a roadmap for their new hire to follow throughout their first 90 days at the company. We collect those from hiring managers. So we have a nice list and a doc program called Quota that we use where every other hiring manager can jump in and see examples. So there's not a duplication of effort. If two folks are onboarding similar roles, they can borrow from each other's ramping plans that way. We, I'm going to make a flag here because Amber said she'd be curious about what those ramping yeah. plans actually entail. Do you want to sure. stop for a second and talk about that a little bit? I can tell you a little bit more, sure. So I recommend looking at the job description and thinking about why you hired that person, what specific things they need to do for you, um, and then working backwards through what tools will they need to get there, which people do they need to know inside of the org, and then lay it out on a week-by-week -week basis. This is who to talk to this week. 
this is the tool you need to learn. Find some projects that are going to help folks learn those tools authentically instead of just here are your tools. Having a reason to go in and use the tool for something practical related to the work can be really helpful in getting your folks ramped up quickly with that kind of stuff. So yeah, basically looking at the job description, thinking about where that new hire needs to go, and then listing out week by week each activity they need to do to get there. That's what's in the ramping plan. Really setting a target, not just leaving it a chance Mm -hmm. or saying, hey, it's 90 days, what have you done? But did we hit that target we set together from the very beginning? Is that accurate? Yes. There's another question in the chat that I want to answer real quick about custom ramping plans versus standardized training. We use a blend. So our core onboarding, which we'll talk about in a minute, is standardized for the whole company. And then when we make the handoff to the hiring manager, it becomes more role specific and specialized. So yes, and it's not either or it's and, right? There's a little bit of everybody gets this and you get more specific, more tailored, more focused as you spend more time with your leader and your team. Okay. Yes. Excellent. Great questions, everybody, by the way, we Mm -hmm. love those. So awesome. Okay. So beyond that, that manager ramping plan, there's other people involved in this process, getting someone connected and up to speed. Talk about the Zap Pals. Sure. So we have a buddy program called Zap Pals. These are veteran Zappians who've worked at the company for more than 90 days who get paired with a new hire to show them the ropes and be a point of contact outside of their manager, the onboarding team, and their direct teammates. Across all of the onboarding literature that I've read, buddy programs seem to be the consistent thread. So we figure it's pretty important. It's good for fostering a sense of belonging and helping the new hire to get their bearings. I love that. One of the things that the research, you mentioned the research, so I, again, I've got, it's like doing research stats, things that I can't resist. Everything says buddy programs are valuable, mentoring, connecting people, having that connection. But one of the things that I look at from a bigger picture learning perspective, anybody who has some questions around training and ramping and stuff, one of the things that we see is companies see, companies that do have an onboarding program, as you mentioned, this isn't a one day thing and done. It's over time, we're building your strengths, we're building your connections to the company, we're building your connection to our values as an organization. And those things take a little bit of time to, to institute. And so people, the data show that people learn, not just through training we give them, but through experiences, which you mentioned a minute ago, giving someone some assignment or something to go through, but also through social connections, who we can connect to around us that gives us stronger ties to the organization and helps us to feel like we're at home or we're in the right place for us too. Absolutely. Yeah, it's really important. Okay. Sorry. I had to throw that one out there. Okay. And then talk about this step here in your process. Why don't you? Sure. So this is the step where we do what used to be the hundred clicks of adding new hires to our onboarding sessions for the following week. So the Monday before they start, we add them to calendar events for their crew, which is what we call our new hire cohorts. And my teammate Josephine does that now with the click of a zap. (laughs) So you have a cohort start at a time, essentially. Zapier, you said it's growing quickly and there's, there's a group that starts at once, even though they're virtual, a virtual cohort still has you have, to have the opportunity to connect them with other people that are starting at that time, correct? Yes. So we start okay. new hires every two weeks in cohorts that we call crews, okay. and they are like their own support group for going through onboarding as well. They're their own onboarding buddies too. Okay. Excellent. I want, I, I can, I'm taking a lot of notes myself over here. If you can't tell, so I'm trying <laughs> to keep people with all the good stuff and you and I've already had a little bit of a preview on some of these things too. Okay. All right. We've moved past that. We've got this, this set up with the crew. So what comes next? There's a few more things going on here. So one is another reminder to the direct manager to get ready for their new hire. 
So we remind them two weeks out and a week out. Hiring managers are busy. We want to make sure that they are well prepared for their new teammate. So we ask them again about the ramping plan there and just remind them, set up a one-on-one on the first day. Make sure that you've communicated any last minute details that your new hire might need to know. Set those clear expectations so that your new hire knows what to expect from day one. We also send over some info to our finance and accounting team to get our folks set up in our payroll and other financial systems. Making sure that your new hires get paid on time for their first paycheck is really crucial to like establishing that good relationship with them. (laughs) You don't want to hire them and not pay them. So this is very important. (laughs) And then on the new hire side, if you like full pink line prep for first day is a pre-boarding activity that we send out the Wednesday before our folks start. And it is a lesson in our LMS. So you'll see that little zap sign there again. We are sending a webhook out of Enborder over to Zapier with the new hire's email address. And then Zapier is taking that and sending it over to our LMS to schedule this lesson for our new hire. That talks them through things like how we use Slack, um, how they're going to get logged in on their first day, how we use Google Calendar, what our calendar best practices are. That way they're all set for their first day. They know where to go. They know where their crew channel is in Slack, who they're going to talk to first thing first. And of course, how to accept their calendar invites so they can attend our live onboarding programming. I love how, I love the picture you're painting here of what it feels like to be on the other side of that as a new, what'd you call them, Zappian? Is that what you call it? Zappian. New new Zappian joined the team because even maybe especially in virtual, it it feels a little different say I'm starting and I'm not going to see anybody probably. We may be on Zoom, but I'm not going to see everybody. I'm not going to have a chance to shake someone's hand or do something else to really connect with them. So saying, hey, we're going to, we're going to go through all the stuff that are just unwritten rules here. We're going to write them down so they're not unwritten anymore. So you can have a little more understanding of that. And so you don't feel like the odd person out or the person who's fish out of water. You'll feel very comfortable when you start working because how we work. Has that always been something from the very beginning that y'all had as part of this onboarding? Or was that something that you added at some point because you realized people are coming and we have a certain way we do this and we're going to make sure that they get how we do it. Do you know how that came about? This was before my time. I think it's very wise. (laughs) It's certainly not something we would take out. It's very important in setting expectations for new folks. Excellent. All right. Wonderful. Okay. And now we're going to get to some of the numbers, some of the figures, because I know we, we talked about this kind of in the headline for the event, all the other fun stuff. And I'll be honest, it sucked me in. I wanted to know what, where those numbers came from. And so I'd love to hear from you where that number come from. How'd you figure out 206,185 minutes of time every year that we're saved? Sure. So we have a productivity calendar inside of Zapier where the time that you've saved with your zaps gets calculated. So if we're assuming a 40-hour work week, this comes out to be 86 weeks of work saved with zaps, which are primarily onboarding related zaps. Lots of time saved. Lots of clicks saved. Purple lots of clicks. <laughs> yes. Lots of headaches, maybe. All those, all those things where you realize, oh gosh, they start next week and I haven't done X, whatever X is. What have you... The joke I threw at you earlier is you probably should be on the beach sipping Mai Tais with all that freed up time. But you're not, right? You're dedicated to your people. So what are you doing with that time that you've freed up for you and the team now that you're not having to spend time on those things because they're handled? How are you using your time now? Yeah, we're able to take a step back and look at the bigger picture of our onboarding program and make some key changes, which I think we're about to talk through on a later slide here. Yeah, let's go ahead to the next slide, actually. Okay. Awesome. Thanks. Yeah. So one of the things that we've done is we researched what makes new hires successful at Zapier. Um, We did that about a year ago. We surveyed everyone who got hired in 2020 
their hiring managers, and also our executive team just to find out what, what makes people, what sets successful people apart at Zapier. And these four themes emerged. So one is expectation setting. This is having crystal clear expectations for every stakeholder in the process of onboarding a new teammate. So the expectations should be clear and then reality should align with those expectations to get that really consistent, solid experience and deliver on what we've promised during hiring. Access to resources we also found is very important. Of course, it's difficult to do your job if you don't have the tools that you need to do it. So this helps us make sure that everyone gets connected with the right resources, also at the right time, it's very important. Third one is relationships and interpersonal connections. So having a good relationship with your teammates, your manager and other folks at work, having friends at work, having a fun side to your work. So this is really important to us, this helps cultivate a sense of belonging for our new folks. And then last, communication. So everything is written down in a remote environment, everything. So our new hires need to know how to communicate effectively and what the right channels are. And they also need to know how to digest incoming communication, which can be quite overwhelming when everything is written down. So it's important that they understand what they need to pay attention to and what things they can filter out from what's incoming. Do you so expect them to come? Oh, sorry, I was ask you, on that communication, do you expect them to come with some of that filter already built in? Or is that something that you teach them as they come on? This is how we... This is how we decide it's important. This is a priority for us. I don't know if that's team specific and manager specific, or if that's a bigger picture thing. Cause it's, as you said, this is a theme that runs across all of your onboarding, what makes it successful across the entire organization. So I wasn't sure if, or how you address that piece, the communication piece, because as you said, in the, especially in a remote environment, that becomes the default way of of connecting with people and establishing work projects and all the other kind of fun stuff that gets done. For sure. We do a little bit of training around this during onboarding. It does differ by team. So we encourage new folks to talk to their teammates and find out what communication channels they're following. We encourage hiring managers to invite their new teammates to the right Slack channels for their team specific and project specific work. We also just launched an intranet. So my teammate Elise spent the last year researching and figuring out the best way for us to do a better job of managing our, our written down knowledge at Zapier. So we now have an internet, which makes this so much better. So all for all four of these pillars, we have survey questions now that measure new hire comfort levels with these four things. We're watching the, especially the access to resources one to, to see if our scores go up there. Now that we have this internet that helps folks digest communication, but it also is a resource. It's kind of a, a consolidation of resources that used to be spread out amongst multiple platforms. I know that when you mentioned the survey piece, that was an interesting idea to me because I, again, I'm, I love data. I love understanding what's going on. I love surveying people to figure out what's going on with them and what the priorities are and what their perceptions are. And so for the audience out there, if you're listening into this and I'd be curious to know if any of you use some sort of survey like that, as I actually mentioned, they did for a cohort for a certain year. They surveyed everybody that came in that year to try to get a feeling for what's working, what can we fix for you or make it a little better for you. So if you out there use a survey, I'd love to hear about it. If you don't use one, I'd love to know if you'd be interested in diving into that. I'm just kind of curious. It's one of those things I think is a chance for us to make a process better. It's not a, if someone gives us a red flag, it's not a, hey, your team is bad. It's a opportunity for us to improve the process overall. And so I'm just kind of curious out there what people are thinking about that. Okay, Ashley, we actually got a question in because we were talking about some of the training and how you help people connect to some of these pillars and the importance of those in the bigger picture of working at Zapier. Someone asked a question around the trainings you do. Are these 
live trainings? Are they videos? Are you giving them, you mentioned a course in the LMS earlier as an example, but is that a default? How are you helping these people with the different resources and tools you're plugging them into? So they're ready to get connected, start ramping up all those kind of things. Sure. So some of the trainings are live. Some of them are videos. Some of them are coursework and some of them are articles. So all of the above. <laughs> On the leader slide, we're going to show you what our first two weeks looks like, which parts are live and which parts are asynchronous. So we can dig into that a little bit more in a few minutes. Okay. All right. I'm going to flip over to that one because the first two weeks, we know from the data that the first connections we have at a company are the most important days. You don't get a second chance at a first impression. So talk us through how you redesigned that two, that first couple week process for people and what that looked like. Sure. So we were getting pretty consistent feedback that onboarding was great, but it was super overwhelming. So first we went through and took out anything that wasn't completely necessary. And then we reorganized the content by theme. So it's still a lot of content, but I think when you can connect everything that you're doing in a single day back to one theme, that makes it way less overwhelming for your brain. You're not having to jump back and forth between topics because everything relates. Um, it also just sets a really clear expectation for new hires of what they can expect out of each day at Zapier. So this is what our, our reorganized content schedule looks like. The first day is focused on welcoming the new hire to the org, getting them set up, doing paperwork, things like that, teaching them how to spend company money. We give an office setup budget to everyone so that they can purchase equipment for their home office. And they're usually very anxious to spend that right away. So <laughs> we do that on day one, help build that enthusiasm, use that perk. Day two is about company culture. So we do a deep dive into our values and other important aspects of company culture at Zapier. The rest of the week is spent on how we work. So tools we use for work, ways we communicate, how teams are structured at Zapier. And then um, the last day is a reading day. So we still have some asynchronous content that comes to New Hire's Way on that day, but it's a good day to catch up, to read anything that folks have bookmarked as they explored our resources and get prepped for the following week. Kristen and yes, each of these are a day. Okay, okay. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. You saw the question as I did. So one of the things I want to ask you to confirm, because I thought, I think you said this earlier, I just want to make sure I had it right. Is you said before this, these were all just mixed together, right? And one of the things you did was broke it out and say, okay, this day, this is the thing we're going to focus on because we want you to get that full day consolidated into one big picture perspective. Is that right? Yes. We tried to make it make sense before we were doing things when a facilitator was available to present, oh, you're free on Thursdays. Okay. We'll put that session on Thursday. It was very focused on like, how to make the process work. And now it's more focused on which process works best for new hires. Ooh, okay. I like that one. Excellent. All right. So good question, Kristen, answer that one. And we'll flip over, flip over to, cause you had talked about asynchronous versus which ones are live. And I think that was one of the things people were asking about earlier, how these are structured. So talk about that. Sure. So you can see on the screen here, which are live sessions and which are asynchronous. We've tried to reserve live sessions for anything that has a strong human connection component. Like maybe mm. it's a topic that new hires will have a lot of questions about. Maybe it's something where we really want them to connect with each other or with the facilitator, or it just seems like a good time for people to be together on Zoom. And then everything else is delivered asynchronously. Um, we don't have set working hours at Zapier, so new hires are free to finish these as it best fits their schedule. So we've tried to reserve Zoom and make it not be new hires being on Zoom all day, every day for their first week at the company. Although they are free to jump on Zoom and work together on the asynchronous content if they want to. And we do see them doing that sometimes. 
And everything that you see asynchronous here is delivered through Enborder. The content doesn't live inside of Enborder, it lives in our systems. Enborder is like the glue that connects the new hire with that info and also delivers it at the right time and helps us see what the new hire has looked at and where they are in their journey. Can I ask you about one of these tasks on here? Yeah, or one of the items on sure. here? What is write a readme? Oh, this is great. <laughs> this is a session that my teammate Josephine put together. It is not facilitated. It's a co-working time for new hires. And they write a readme document for their teammates about who they are, how they like to work, how they like to interact with their teammates, how they would like for their teammates to interact with them. So it's basically their user manual. Uh, and then they post it in our internal blog and make sure that their teammates get a copy of it. It's very handy for getting to know your teammates in a remote environment because you're not seeing each other in the office. You can't just observe people's behaviors clearly. You have to tell people how you like to work. So this is our way that we get new hires to participate in that part of our culture. I really like, that's a really neat idea. Just as I mentioned earlier, we all know the challenges of work, doing the, the virtual thing. And so that that gives them a sense of not just, hey, I've been and I like long walks on the beach, but the way that I work best is when I have this around me or when we are in a meeting, I need a few minutes to digest before I respond or those little kinds of things may seem insignificant, but those are the building blocks of a real relationship especially in a company like Zapier where everyone is remote. Everyone is, it's a global organization where you have to find ways to connect with people across all these cultural and time zone boundaries and all the other kind of things that could separate you. This is a way to bring you closer together. Absolutely, yes. I see some questions in the chat about templates for readmes. We show new hires, some that already exist inside Zapier. And most of those were written from a template that we found from a Google search. <laughs> so we don't have a set template that everyone has to follow. We like for new hires to make it be an expression of who they are. There's obviously key info they need to include, but the rest is up to them as far as what they want to share. I'm glad I asked that little side question because I thought readme was like a technical documentation and it goes, but on a person instead of on a system or a computer. So that's really fun. <laughs> All right. And then this last half right. of that two week period. Yeah, this really is the last part. It's week two and beyond. Um, so during the second week, our our like structured company onboarding drops off somewhat. We focus more high level on Zapier, the company as an organization. So helping new folks understand how their role fits into the org, where we're headed as a company, our market strategy, how our customers get to know about us, how our finances work, all that good stuff happens in week two. It's not a heavy load of content though, because this is when the new hire really starts to get ramped in their role and work more with their team and their direct manager. So that's week two. You'll see we have a couple of live sessions. One really cool one, we have a founders welcome in AMA where our founders, Brian, Mike, and Wade talk to all our new hires and they get a chance to ask any questions of our founders that they'd like. It's really a sweet time of connection. With the top level of the org, I would say if you can get your executives involved in your onboarding, it just makes a big impact on your new hires. They think it's really cool. <laughs> I think it's really cool too. So yeah. that's week two. Then beyond that, we have a few other activities. As I mentioned, onboarding is either 90 days or 180 days at Zapier, depending on the role. We have mm. a few other activities that we do during that time. So it's not like folks go through two weeks of onboarder tasks and then they're just done. We continue to check in periodically throughout the first 90 days. We have a few more sessions, one about imposter syndrome, which is a common thing at Zapier. And I think maybe in a remote environment, uh, so you're not getting that, that connective energy that you have inside the office. So we want to normalize that and let folks know how we deal with it. And then after the 90th day, we ask our new hires to sign up to be buddies in our Zap Pals program too. We 
I want to ask them to pay it forward to other future new hires. Okay. So once they reach the end of their onboarding, they're ready to serve as a guide to someone else. And yes. the way I love to put it is you don't have to be 10 steps ahead. You have to be two steps ahead of the, of the person mm -hmm. right behind you. You can tell them what they can expect in those next couple of steps or 90 days in this case. Are there exactly. any filters on that or is it come one, come all, then they become paired with someone else when they join. Talk about that a little bit, if you don't mind, because there were some questions in around, do you assign yeah. those to people? What? We do. So we ask for volunteers around the org. We have a database of people who have volunteered to be Zap Pals. It sounds fancier than it is. It's a spreadsheet of people who have volunteered to be Zap Pals. And I have a Zap that pairs new hires with Zap Pals. The criteria are time zones. So they need to be working in an overlapping time zone and they need to be on a different team. So they shouldn't be in the same department. We really want to help new hires grow their internal network at Zapier. We know they're going to meet their teammates and network with those folks. They might not meet somebody on a completely other team or department. So Zap House is a good chance to help folks connect with somebody that they might not otherwise encounter in their day-to-day. -day. I love that. So I want to mention earlier that I just like idea of a buddy system. And that's, again, that's been around for some time. And it takes a little different form at every company, by the way. So the way you're doing it may not be the exact way someone else needs to, but it has been shown to be helpful in retaining people, helping them get connected, helping them stick around, perform better, all those kinds of things. There's some good data attached to that. It's not just a fun factor, although there is a fun factor for sure, especially those people that feed off of getting some, some excitement by helping others get their footing and those kind of things. So one of the things I wanted you to do is give us, if we could boil down all the things, which is a lot, there's a lot, right? All those things you've done. Can you boil it down to a couple of key things for the audience around virtual onboarding? What does it take to be successful? Sure. I'll do my best. All <laughs> right. So first being intentional about your community and culture. So that's making sure that you're cultivating a sense of belonging for your new hire, helping them to know that they make the right choice to join your org. And also thinking about how you want to preserve and reinforce aspects of your community and culture as you grow. Next, give everyone a buddy. We've talked about this a lot. Buddies are important. Y'all don't have to do it the same way that we do it at Zapier, but having somebody who is going to be a buddy for your new hire is really important for, for just that sense of connection, belonging, and helping them find their way around the org. Third, don't be afraid to be asynchronous. I've heard that some companies use Zoom really heavily in onboarding. I'd say use it sparingly. Zoom fatigue is real. New hires are overwhelmed with joining the company. So some Zoom time is good and being really intentional about how you use that Zoom time, I think is important. And that they can do outside of Zoom, I think make it asynchronous. It's worked really well for us. We get positive feedback about that from our new folks. Fourth, check in early and often. I think of this like, being available to answer questions for your new hires. You don't know what they don't know until they ask. Also, the types of questions that you get can help level up your onboarding experience because if everyone's asking about the same thing, you can build in some onboarding content to preempt those questions and help new folks get the right info before they have to ask. And then last, ask for feedback. Feedback is another one of Zapier's values. We love feedback any feedback, constructive feedback, especially because it helps us grow and improve. So we survey our new folks six times during their first six months at Zapier on those four onboarding pillars that we talked about earlier. So those are my tips. I love that. It's, and I said, boil it down earlier. I, there's so many little pieces and nuances and specific tasks within the bigger onboarding picture, but these things, if you're building with these in mind, you're going to look for ways to Hey, did that land right? Can we get feedback? Or 
when in doubt, let's err on the side of connecting someone or building a connection to our culture and our values as an organization. So I love that these are guiding principles. It's not a checklist of just do these things and you're done. Because I think you've established already by laying this out for everybody that even though you have come far, there is still plenty of room to, to find other ways to make this more, more engaging for people, to make this a better experience for them and to create more value for the organization too. As you think about how you're continuously on this improvement journey, do you have any big dreams or big visions for what it can be or what it could do for your people? My biggest focus right now is making sure that it scales well. I think we have really solid content. Every time we revisit the content, thinking like maybe something in here needs to change, we find that what we have is really pretty solid. So the main thing is just making sure that it does scale gracefully. We have all these automations that we've built. There's still so much more that could be automated or parts of the process where maybe something has changed. And so now we have some outliers that we can build into our automated system, get them incorporated in the workflow there. So that's really where my focus is going to be next. You've been through this. You talked about looking back, here's what we found that worked, right? You gave your pillars as an example of things that you found are key components of what creates a great, not just process, but a great experience for the people that you're bringing on. Was there anything that surprised you in this journey? Something that happened and you said, oh, I didn't realize that was possible or something well, I didn't realize it was going to land that way or people like that a lot more than I thought they would. I'm just kind of curious because you have the benefit of saying now all this hindsight, was there something in there that surprised you or something that you might give someone a piece of advice out there? Hey, if this happens, expect this. I don't know. That's a big question, but I'd love to hear from you since you've been through this already. Ooh, it is a big question. And I know later I'm going to reflect on this and say, Ooh, <laughs> I should have said this. <laughs> As far as when we were surveying, looking for the pillars, I was surprised by how fundamental they were. I thought there would be maybe some more specific things that people shared as being ways they felt successful at Zapier, but they were really pretty basic things. Expectation setting, kind of like the key to any relationship that you have, work-related or otherwise, having the right resources, communicating, having strong relationships. They're all fundamentals. So that was surprising to me. I thought I would see more, I don't know, <laughs> different things than what I found yeah. in there. Yeah. There's not like this holy grail of we just solve that one thing and it's all going to be 10 times better. And I think that's a, probably a yeah. great lesson for the audience here is there wasn't this moment where, yes, you saved a lot of time and you've talked about all the benefits and I don't want to negate that at all, but it wasn't like there was one specific thing you did. If you, if someone goes back and replays this, they'll hear you saying, and then we did this small change and we added this small piece of it and this over time, those small improvements lead to really big impacts on the people, on the organization, and even probably on your team as well. People are probably smiling a little more these days because they get to spend their time on that more strategic stuff instead of having to spend their time just churning away at, oh gosh, we've got to schedule this and 400 more calendar invites and all the other things that are wrapped into that. You now get to spend your time on those things that really are adding value across the board instead of just being stuck there. Absolutely. I just want to say, quickly thank you ashley for your incredible insights for your suggestions it's been tremendous i've appreciated hearing it and i know they have as well so thank you for spending some time with us today thank you ben you've been a great host hey I, anytime i get to talk about onboarding is a great day i'll just tell you that and to all of you out there who are gonna hang up in a minute and get back to work we want to say kudos to you for the work you're doing. It's important work. I've been finishing every session last year with this. When people are standing up to celebrate all the frontline workers and cheering them on, I say, yes, thank you. But also thank you to the HR people who are hiring them, who are onboarding them, who are 
keeping them paid well and all those kind of things to make sure they can continue doing that great work they're doing. So thank you to all of you for joining us today. We appreciate you and the work you're doing. Thank you so much for joining me on the show today. I'm honored to have you as a listener. If you enjoyed this episode, please take 10 seconds to rate it at iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Also, if you know a friend that could benefit from today's conversation, please pass it their way. After all, a rising tide lifts all ships. To see show notes, sponsor information, and our full show archives, visit onlyhumanshow.com.